Drink from it, all of you, for this is the blood of my covenant, which will be shed on behalf of many for the forgiveness of sins. Good morning, Christian America. Do we truly know the significance of this passage? Do we truly know? Do we truly understand what Jesus is giving us, explaining to us, demonstrating to us in this passage today? If we did, if we truly knew, would we change our behavior? Would we direct our attitudes and our lives and dedicate them towards a higher power, towards Jesus himself? Let's talk about that this morning as we get into the scripture in Matthew chapter 26, verse 26. Good morning, Christian America. And so, good morning, Christian America. Eddie here is always representing the Christian American revitalization effort. Before we get this uh, podcast underway, we want to remind you up front early that uh, we encourage you guys. We, we encourage participation. Remember, we don't ask for donation. We ask for participation. We want an engaged audience that, is, that are participating that is participating in the community, that is participating in spreading the word of God. When we all work together with God on our side, there's nothing that can stop us. There's nothing that we can't achieve together. We can achieve great things together in this community by engaging with one another, by supporting one another. And that's what we encourage you to do. So if you if you're watching this on social media, go ahead and click the share button, share with your friends, share with your groups. If you're watching this on YouTube, uh, be sure to subscribe to it. Hey, copy the link and share it to your social media profiles also. There's no limit to what we can do if we band together, if the Christian American community does unite under the principles in which God gives us, the principles that scripture lays out, the example that Jesus sets for us. There's nothing that we can't do with all the strife, with all the division, with all the hatred, with all the vitriol that's going on in the world today, right now, as you listen to this, we can be part of the solution because there is no solution that doesn't involve Christ. There is no solution that doesn't involve the love of God to his people who has made us. We can never unite without God. We can never come together without God. Because if we did, then what would we be coming together under? There's something for you to think about there this morning. So let's get into the scripture. Every Friday we come to you, as we come to you today, to get into the scripture, to get into uh, the, the word of God, to read a verse, a passage, uh, not even a whole chapter, just a, a, a little bit, a little bite-sized chunk of what scripture has to tell us. And we've been slowly traversing the book of Matthew for quite some time. We're in Matthew chapter 26. Uh, today, we're going to start at verse 26. At this point in time, if you've been following us, Jesus has, is essentially getting ready to come into his passion. He's, he's given so many lessons before, prior to this. He's identified, most recently, last week, we talked about he's identified his betrayer. He recognizes that Judas is going to betray him. And he, he, he's said it, and he's explained how it's been prophesized before and this is the coming this is the passover event this is the passover dinner for those of you unfamiliar with the passover 
dinner in the true in the Jewish tradition. This is the point in which the lamb is shed, and you have a a big dinner to celebrate the uh, the Exodus and the the Passover of the angel of death that the Jews experienced um, thanks to God's intervention to pull them out of Egypt in the book of Exodus. Go back and look at Exodus. Uh, there's been lots written on it. Uh, shouldn't be a surprise for you guys, but we, we're going to reiterate it just in case. And the Jewish community, the Jewish heritage celebrates this night, this night, this this day, this event. And they do so with a dinner and they sacrifice a lamb to the uh, for the Passover dinner. Jesus takes this uh, takes this cultural event. He takes this time to up the ante. He becomes Jesus, the Son of God, becomes the Lamb of God. He becomes the Lamb of God. The Lamb that was slaughtered to celebrate God's covenant with the Jewish people is now elevated and personified in the body of Jesus Christ, who has come down to be the example, to be the light of the world, to be uh, the, the Savior of all people, not just the Jewish people, but of all people, Jews and Gentiles alike. We are all created in his image. And to do that, to take on the, the burdens of, and the sins of the world, of our sinful nature, Jesus has inhabited human form. He comes down, he explains to us in detail how to live, how to live right and just, and what is righteous and just, and what is wickedness and, and uh, what is uh, hypocritical, uh, critical, hypocritical thinking and what it is to be hypocrites amongst the leadership who aren't doing what they're supposed to do, have forgotten the true meaning, if they ever knew it, the true meaning, the true spirit of the law. And so Jesus personifies this lamp tonight as we cover this, uh, this passage at the Last Supper. He becomes the lamb. He becomes the sacrifice for the rest of humanity. And that's what we're going to try to explain briefly this morning as you get ready to get your week, uh, to get your weekend started. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, I'd ask you to turn to your Bibles, the book of Matthew chapter 26, and we're going to start at verse 26 as well. Verse 26 starts and it says, while they were eating, Jesus took the bread, said the blessing, broke it, and giving it to his disciples said, take this or take and eat this is my body. He took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which will be shed on behalf of many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, from now on, I will not drink this fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it with you, new in the kingdom of my father. Then after singing a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to them, this night all of you will have your faith shaken in me. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be dispersed. But after I have been raised up, I shall go before you to Galilee. And Peter said in reply, though all may have their faith in you shaken, mine will never be. 
And Jesus said to him, Amen, I say to you, this very night before the cock crows, you will deny me three times. Jesus said to him, even though I should have to die with you, I will not deny you. And all the disciples spoke likewise. Two very important pieces of our faith, of who we are, of our humanity, and who God is, are right here in this passage that I just read to you. The first, as I explained to you, is the Passover last supper. Jesus explains to us in detail, not in theory, not someone else retelling the story. This is Jesus's words to us, to his followers, to the disciples prior to his sacrifice. He says that it is his body that must be eaten. It is his, his blood that must be drunk. We and the covenant that we have with Christ is in the blood of Jesus. There's no other way around that. He is Christ personified. He is God personified. He is the Savior of the world. He explains that his blood will be shed on behalf of others. That's us. The believers, those who believe in Jesus, those who believe in Christ, those who follow the word and then express our faith through deeds, through works, through helping our brothers and sisters and those around us, the less fortunate. How do we, how do we know that? Because Jesus says it also to the least of these you do to me is what he says. So that's where we find ourselves for those who doubt what happened, what was said. Scripture tells us quite clearly that Jesus tells us quite clearly. He came to sacrifice himself for us and that we participate in that. He says previously, prior to his uh, crucifixion, he says in the book of John that I am the bread of life. He's the bread of life. You must eat his body and the translation is more like gnaw, gnaw his body, and drink his blood. You must be fully engulfed in the blood of Jesus Christ. You can't be shaken. As difficult as it is, and as common as it is for human beings to run from the sign of trouble, to how as difficult as it, as it is to comprehend this message, to fully understand, especially the work of God, the future, and what the future has to hold. It's the faith that we hold on to. It's the faith in Christ that we hold on to, that we should look towards to set our life right, to direct ourselves, to put our mind towards, to gather our family and, and, and friends and come towards. It's Christ who we must follow. It's Christ and his example and his word and his commands that we must follow. And if we choose not to, we're going to end up in a place where nobody wants to be. And that's difficult. It's difficult and it's, it's not any more difficult today than it was in the time of Jesus. Peter, Simon, named Peter to be the rock in which the church is founded by Jesus himself. 
who accompanied Jesus for over three and a half years. Just minutes after this act, minutes after uh, this dinner, he tells Jesus that he will not deny him, that he is willing to die for him. He will not betray him. He will not have his faith shaken. We can stand on the good days and the good days. We can stand in the sunshine outside and say that I believe in God and God is great. Look at the look at the world. Look at the day that the world that the Lord has made. What a great time. What a blessing. Let's rejoice. Let's be glad. Psalm 118. It's easy when the sun is shining. Peter doesn't fully know what's about to take place, even though he's been told. He can't comprehend it fully. Just like us, we can't comprehend God's plan fully. When we try to, we begin to second guess his work. And if we second guess his work, we second guess him. We must place our faith and trust in him regardless. And so Peter meets this, car, this challenge when Jesus says, you will all betray me. You will all have your faith shaken in me tonight. His reaction is, is our usual reaction. In good days, in good, in good times. When, you're, when you've just been promoted, God is always good. When you've received the blessing, God is always good. When the sun is shining, God is always good. But what about when the storm comes? What about when the pandemic hits? What about when things get tight around the house? What about when tragedy strikes? What happens to us? Jesus knows. Jesus knows. Because he explains it to his disciples. You will all have your faith shaken in me. So no matter what you say, we all run into trouble. We all run into doubt. We all run into denial. The early apostles are no different. The difference is what do we do after that? After those times of trouble, after we've been shaken, do we turn from Christ? Do we turn from God permanently? Do we hang ourselves like Judas does? Or do we repent, repent for the way we've acted, the words that we've said, the harm that we've caused, and we turn our faith and our attention and our eyes and our bodies and our spirits and our minds and our souls, do we turn them back towards Christ? Because he's the only one who can save us. It's through his blood that our sins are forgiven. I ask you, ladies and gentlemen, I ask you, Christian American community, to turn everything in your being to Jesus. He sacrificed so much for our wellness, for our goodness so that we may have eternal life we're all familiar we, sh we should be familiar with john 316 
For God so loved the world, he, he gave his only begotten son so that we may have eternal life. This weekend, when you spend some time with your family, when you spend time with your friends, when you go to church, when you do whatever it is that you do, whether it's the sun is shining or there's a storm or somewhere in between, remember that God is always good. And if your times are tough today, and they are for many, that you're being molded, you're being shaped into the person physically, mentally, spiritually, psychologically, emotionally, into the person that God wants you to be if you remember and have faith and seek his way. If you turn from him, it's not going to be so glorious in the end. Again, not my words, those are his. And so think about that this weekend, ladies and gentlemen. We hope you have a blessed weekend. We hope you have time to spend, you have time to spend it with your families and your friends and those whom you love and those whom love you. This world, this country right now, it seems like it's in chaos, but trust me when I tell you that God has a plan for all of us. And that plan involves you. It involves you and the work that he has designed for you. But if you don't know him, you won't know that plan. If you don't know him, you won't know that path that he has for you. If you don't know him, you're going to miss all the blessings he has in store for you. If you don't know him, your life turn, turns down an ugly, dark road. If you know someone who doesn't know Jesus, introduce him. If you know someone who used to know Jesus, reintroduce him. That is what we are called to do. As we talked about on the podcast Monday, being who we are called to be. That is who we are called to be. Spokesman for God. Evangelist for God. Because the more people that know Jesus, the better off we will all be. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, have a blessed weekend. We want you to stay motivated, stay engaged. Remember, share this video. Share this link. Share Christian American content. Share good content. Let the world know what, what's going on. What should we be paying attention to? Let us know. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, stay on fire for Christ. Stay blessed. Good morning, Christian America.